Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Yeah, hi, thank you, Matt. Uh, glad to be here today. I'm Eric Owens, CEO and president of E2 Gold. And I'm here, here with me is Ellie, my daughter and my vice president, also of E2 Gold. Uh, E2 Gold has a large property package in North Central Ontario, uh, a 60 kilometer long package with a re starter resource of slightly over 328,000 ounces, all at surface in the upper 150 meters uh, and room to grow. This is a, a, a gold deposit that is a Hemlo lookalike and uh, has not been seen, has not seen serious work on this project in 40 years. So this is our opportunity is to try and see if we can grow this deposit. Eric, Ellie, lovely to have, well, Ellie, I'd love to have you here for the first time. Eric, love to have you back. Um, you, you spoke just back in April. Uh, you hadn't done too much at that point, but then, you know, very quickly afterwards, you had quite the drill results, I noticed. You, were you expecting that? Yes, actually we were. So that first, you know, of course, as you know, we just completed our IPO at the end of last year, started trading in January. So we're a young new company. Our first drill program was really a, trying to confirm uh, the results from Falconbridge drilling from the 1980s. And we selected the higher grade areas where they had drilled and wanted to confirm that to get our own data collected on that, even though the resource is based upon quality uh, work done by Falconbridge. Uh, so we were expecting that. They were consistent with the Falconbridge uh, drilling. We hit uh, up to 30 grams per ton over a half a meter. Uh, in one hole, we hit, uh, in, in addition to an 18 gram interval, probably six or seven meters of about six grams per ton. Uh, so these were consistent and they verified the work that Falconbridge had done. And plus they gave us added information on how the zone is trending. Okay, so the difficulty when you're just starting out is being cash constrained, not having the cash to be able to do what you want to do. That drill result has helped you raise some money uh, recently, and I guess that's what you want to tell me. Yeah, yeah. So the the real kicker, yeah, we, we of course raised $5.6 million just last week. We closed on that. Uh, it was really spurred on by an interest by Crestcat Capital out of Denver, uh, and particular in particular, their their analyst uh, is, is Quentin Hennig. Uh, when we were introduced to these, this group, uh, we showed him a slide of the drill core from the McKinnon zone, which is our resource uh, depo our deposit there. Uh, and uh, he said, that's it. And he brought up a rock on and said, this is that rock in, uh, on the other side of the Zoom meeting. Uh, and this is not the first time that has happened to us when we show people who know Hemlo uh, this, that reaction. Uh, so we got, we barely even got past that second slide. The rest of the talk was discussing Hemlo and all this sort of stuff. Okay, well, Quentin, explain, explain Hemlo. Like obviously uh, getting Kraska, um, Quentin on board is, is a key for most junior companies. So what, when you talk about Hemlo, you mentioned it a few times, not everyone's going to know what that means. So if you don't mind. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so Hemlo is a 24 million ounce gold mine in, in north central Ontario on the, near the north shore of Lake Superior. It's about 140 kilometers away from our project. Uh, it is characterized by these white, white, really stripy quartz sericite pyrite disseminated schists. 
And uh, it's fairly unique in terms of its alteration picture and pattern uh, So, uh, as a result. So there's few other deposits in Eastern Canada that have similar sort of alteration, but they're not, it's not a standard classic Abitibi belt style of mineralization. So this is what kind of piques people, people's interest. It also is a relatively large underground deposit. It goes down to about a kilometer and a half, two kilometers deep. Um, and, you know, uh, what we're seeing too is nearer to surface, the Hemlo deposit is quite heterogeneous. Um, and so when you're looking at a shallow level, you're not really looking at something that you're, you're poking holes down and a lot of them are going to miss that deposit because it's such a deep deposit. Um, and there's also numerous geochemical signatures and mineral signatures that are associated with this quartz sericite schist that are at Hemlo that are also similar to the McKinnon resource. Right. Okay. So knowing that, knowing that, you, you've so far done some reasonably shallow drilling, not a lot of it. What's this money going to allow you to do? Yeah. So we're basically this program, and go ahead, Ellie, you can bring this up while I talk. Um, basically, this drill program is a step out drilling program. Uh, and we're, the idea is to determine whether the McKinnon zone uh, is got the footprint to grow from a 328,000 ounce gold deposit to something much bigger than that. And this is what this first step out drill program that E2 Gold is undergoing uh, is hopefully going to show us. So this is an image here of the Hemlo deposit in yellow overlain by the McKinnon resource itself in purple. And you can see the McKinnon resource is down to about 125 meters. And there is just so much more to go if we are comparing it to a Hemlo deposit. So our original drill plan was to do these step out holes along strike following a pretty prominent airborne geophysical or magnetic geophysical physical signature. Um, and then to do some minor step out below the deposit. But with Dr. Hennig's suggestions, um, we've decided to add an additional sort of exploration target. And that will be this sort of deep level 500 to 400 meter targeting um, that we see in the red dots there. Uh, you can think of it more of like a bit of a statistical targeting as opposed to um, a geophysical anomalous targeting. Right. And, yeah, and go ahead. No, as I was just going to say, it kind of, it kind of looks quite um, systematic there. Um, but why... But how many how many uh, drills are we sort of talking about? Um, sorry, how many drill holes are you talking about here? What what is the step out on that? And you've got, I think you've got one drill at the moment. Are you looking to step that up? Yeah, right. So so um, we're looking at about twelve holes of these deep drilling holes. Um, and so for that, we're going to need these extra another another rig to come on, and that will be sometime at the by the end of August, which is part of the reason for the additional raise. We originally were going for four million, but with this new targeting front, um, we decided to up the raise to uh, five point six million. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. we got we, we got a lot of extra interest as a result of Crescat's involvement. Uh, and we had to delay the closing, of course, uh, because there was a last minute fund out of uh, Liechtenstein that wanted to come in and, and place $500,000 as well. Uh, so it's, uh, it's been an exciting last couple of months uh, and uh, we're looking forward to conducting all these activities. The drill, drilling is just one of our many activities and it's the most expensive our, of our activities, uh, but we're, we're operating our exploration 
on on many fronts uh, to to produce future drill targets as well outside of the McKinnon zone. Okay, so I think we're also really excited to have an investor who. Um, who's really interested in doing these deep drilling holes. I mean, you don't always get that kind of support to do something sort of bold and it's really fun for our geologists, especially. Yeah. Everybody's excited yeah. about yeah. it. We're all, yeah. we're all anxious yeah. about it and anxious and excited. Well, yeah, I mean, but the, the upside, I guess is, is huge. And, you know, you'll, you'll make a few, uh, you know, you'll discover uh, a few answers on the way down there too, I suspect. So uh, it's yeah. all good, but it, we, so just to help us understand the time frame there. Because what I'd also like to understand is, are there any outstanding assays that we should be aware of that are coming up? There's uh, uh, there's no outstanding assays that Got we it. are from the last program. And the, the first four drill holes that we've already completed on this new program uh, are, are still a, a number of weeks away. Probably, probably towards the end of August, we'll start seeing assays. Okay, fine. And um, are we still seeing delays in terms of getting those assays back? Yeah, same same sort of situation today as it was three months ago, four months ago. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, and then that takes so this money takes us through to to when? I mean, and plus, how much of it's going in the ground? Well, most of it. Most of it was flow through or, or donation flow through. Uh, I think one point three or four million was hard dollars. Uh, the rest of that 5.6 million was flow through. So that'll all go in the ground, uh, one form or another there. And then uh, we uh, are going to approach, we, we are operating on, on, in terms of timing, I expect that to last up through spring uh, uh, because it's going to take some of these deep level holes we can't do in the summertime. We have to wait till winter freeze up to get those going. So in addition, though, to the targets below the McKinnon zone, we have geophysical targets uh, off trend that we also want to um, determine. So one of the aspects, we're trying to squeeze as much knowledge or information out of each of our uh, exploration tools. And so we did a big airborne survey last fall. We are in the process or we have just completed a detailed interpretation by a geophysical consultant who's based in Sydney, Australia, uh, who has provided us with new ways of looking at these things, new filters to apply to this thing, to, to this kind of data. And, uh, and as a result, he's provided a number of targets off target, which he, are his favorites, or off trend from the, the McKinnon zone. And uh, so we're looking at testing those as part of this program as well. Because I think it's it's good to remember too that what we're doing with the McKinnon zone is not just trying to find a deposit at the McKinnon zone itself. This is a 60 kilometer long property package, 200 hectares. It's very, very large. The McKinnon zone itself is only three kilometers long. So what we're trying to do with McKinnon zone is get our geologists familiar with the geochemical and geological visual characteristics of the gold deposit in this area and now move away from that and see what else is on the on the whole Hawkins project yep. itself. And so that's a lot of what we're doing with these geophysical um, inversion data is trying to find new anomalies off the McKinnon zone um, that we can then ground truth uh, with mapping that we're doing this fall, with um, prospecting trenching that we're doing this fall, uh, and then see if there's a potential drill target there for the winter drilling program. See, that's, that's I want. I'm glad you said that, Ellie, because it it, it seems. 
some some bold moves being made here, right? From when we first talked out of the gate, it's you know it's like where's the money coming from? What do I do? What can I do with limited funds? This capital is giving you sort of um, a bravery. You know, you're going to do the, the 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 deeper drilling, right? Which I imagine you weren't picturing before. The suggestion from Australia, which is well, actually maybe there's some some targets which actually might throw up something interesting. So it, it's a it's almost like a there's, there's there's a slightly different narrative, slightly different feel to this, slightly more aggressive feel to this company yeah. right now. Is that true? Yeah, I think that's yeah. very accurate. I think that's very accurate. And I think it's also the confidence we've been given by this mandate from these investors who have once Crestcat came in. Uh, really got on board. So there's really a mandate there to be more aggressive. Okay. Yeah. 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 And we are, our exploration program is, is operating on multiple fronts because we're not only drilling now because of this last financing uh, and we'll be drilling a number of different targets. We're also trying to develop future drill targets elsewhere on the property, because as Ellie said, this is a big property. So we had a big, a big airborne survey planned, airborne mag survey planned for the western end of our property, uh, which will occur this fall sometime, which will, and that's virtually virgin territory out there, but it's a just slightly different geological environment. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very complex geological environment, which is good for gold geology. And uh, so that'll be the first steps we're taking uh, to try and prepare ourselves for drilling on that target maybe a year from now. That's sort of sort okay. Of. Okay. Well, okay. Um, I thank you for your time. So, thank you, Ellie, very much for coming into and, and introducing yourself. It's nice to meet you. Hopefully, we'll see some more of you. Uh, and Eric, uh, you know, congrats on on putting the financing together. It feels like you know, go go big or go home. So it's um, exciting yeah. times. Uh, thanks, Matt. We're really excited to be on the show here today, and we've got a lot planned for the next six months. We've got a lot of drilling going. Try to grow a deposit. Uh, we've got a lot of exploration activities going. We're very active on the on the uh, the marketing front as well, and we've got lots of money. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.